Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Fruitful Vine podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm here with my pastor, Pastor Joel Urshan. Pastor Urshan, how is your day going? Going well. Amen. Going very well. We are going to uh, pick right up, continue filming, and uh, and dive into a topic that is fresh on your mind and, and fresh uh, in your heart, traveling to Madagascar, traveling to oh, yes. South Africa, and uh, let you testify a little bit. About that trip, but before we do, uh, the people want to know, and by people, I mean me. When you when you get on those uh, those road trips or those uh, maybe a long a long flight or something like that, you, you know, there's sometimes you get hit with a snack bug, and you're, you get a little hungry. Oh yes. And uh, if you're if you're at a rest stop, you're at a gas station and convenience store, maybe you're in the airport. What snacks? What are you grabbing? Are you grabbing a smart water? Are you grabbing the the cheap? Like what? Are you getting diet soda? Are you getting a the forty four ounce big gulp? I mean, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what are you what are you doing on the road trips? Well, I uh, yeah, so I I I like smart water. Okay, or life water. Yeah, smart water or life water is is typically what I'll drink. Um, now, what I want to get and what I do get yes. are sometimes different things, depending on the circumstances. There's, there are two different categories. Two different categories, yeah. yes. And sometimes I get what I want to get. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, that's what the people, and by people I mean me, I think that's what, <laughs> that's what, that's what we're wanting to so ask. So if, if I'm just on the road and I'm trying to, um, you know, uh, kind of fill that snack void yeah. that has developed. Yeah. Um I would I could see myself getting a smart water, a okay. life water, maybe a diet coke or a diet Dr Pepper. Um and Reese's sticks. Reese okay, out of left field. That's the it. Reese's sticks comes running into the conversation. King size. King. <laughs> I mean, we are just it, well, and that's if and that's if I'm not doing as I ought to yeah. do. So uh, that's a that's that's the uh, that's when the, uh, the yeah Reese's sticks. Yeah. But I I don't like to do that. I'm not happy with myself after I after eat you, after sticks. the fact. Yeah, I mean, but sometimes those convenience stores don't have the unsalted raw almonds yeah. and the dried edamame <laughs> and the kale chips. Right. Sometimes they do. Right. But if they're out, if they're out, you got then a, we're just out of luck. You got a, a Reese's king size Reese's <laughs> stick size hole in your heart that just needs to be filled. Exactly. That is um that's interesting. I know I know um Sophia, your youngest daughter, yes, is the queen of road trip snacks. Like she just Oh yes. She and, will clean convenience stores out. Yeah. Well, and her her uh preferred uh uh, it was muddy buddies. Muddy buddies. Yeah, it's like a Chex mix, exactly. But a, but a sweet. Yeah, her and Anna and uh, and and Heidi like uh, muddy buddies, but Heidi doesn't really. Uh, she doesn't really satisfy the sweet tooth. Yeah, and ever we're all trying to watch that. But, yeah, but you know, uh, there are times when uh, the the spirit indeed is willing, and the flesh sometimes. Sometimes 
is also willing. Is also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and says, "Yay!" Out of the mouth of two or three. Yes. That's awesome. If you're if you're if you're still traveling home from from your Thanksgiving travels this past week, a we're praying that the Lord would keep you safe on the roads and travels, and we encourage you to pull Amen. over and grab a smart water, a life water, and Diet kale Coke. chips, and kale chips. Yeah, <laughs> Diet Coke, Diet Dr Pepper, and uh, a king size Reese stick. I don't actually think I've had it, so I'm going to have to. Make it a point to submit to my. It's like leadership. a chocolate covered peanut butter wafer. It's got. It's like a wafer. My my. And it'll bless you. Yeah, I feel it. But but king size is too much. It, it's yeah. you want to do the single, and then if if the spirit so moves upon you, then do king size. Yeah. I feel like he will. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he will move. Uh, so after we've grabbed our our uh, our healthy snacks, the the almonds and the and the the uh, kale chips. And, and our life water. Uh, we're moving on to the road trip, and we're heading onto the plane, and we're we're traveling to South Africa, oh, yes. and Madagascar. You you were gone for a little over two weeks, right? Uh, traveling to to two different countries, yeah, uh, on that same continent. And I know you were texting um, us back here at home, just telling us of the reports and sending videos, and um, just amazing, amazing time that that you had over there. Would you just share a little bit of that trip with us today? It was amazing. And it was <clears throat> a blessing. So uh, this was a this was a uh, global harvest in motion outpouring crusade, which was developed by Pastor David Myers, our dear friend from Palm Bay, Florida, pastor of the East Wind Pentecostal Church. And uh, we had two crusades, one in Durban, South Africa, and one in Antananarivo, Madagascar. Uh, Brother uh, Nick Sisko is the missionary to South Africa. Brother Chris Richardson, the missionary to uh, Madagascar. We were with Brother Sambando, who was the general superintendent of South Africa, and Brother Jules, who was the superintendent of the Madagascar work. And uh, just wonderful people and an, um, uh, an amazing experience, a beautiful experience. Um, I feel so blessed to have been able to go. Um, <clears throat> now, Madagascar, I had been trying to get to Madagascar for a little while because we have a special connection to it here at Tree of Life Church. Uh, back in the 50s, it would have been the 1950s, um, a man by the name of Denzel Richardson, who was the missionary who first went to Madagascar, he felt uh, he he was actually, uh, as his brother Chris Richardson would describe his grandfather before he came to God, he was actually um, an alcoholic, mm. and he was very far from God. He was he was you know he didn't serve the Lord, but he worked with a man by the name of Ernie Cox, and Ernie Cox attended our church, which at the time was pastored by Brother Frank Kurtz, our founder. And this man and, and Brother Denzel Richardson worked together, and Brother Ernie Cox began witnessing to him and ended up convincing him of the plan of salvation. And Brother Denzel Richardson, they debated back and forth on some of their doctrinal uh, differing views because Brother Richardson did have some background that it took some it took some convincing, but uh, he came to the knowledge of the truth. 
He repented of his sins. He was baptized in Jesus' name. He was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he came into the church, and he, the call of God was on him to go be a missionary. And he knew that, and he, and he felt called to go to Madagascar. Now, this was the 1950s and 60s. Yeah. Madagascar was not known then like it is now. Um, it's 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 much more um, people are much more aware of it now than they used to be. It was just some remote island off the east southeast coast of of Africa. But he wanted to go there. He felt called of God to go there. He first applied, and his application for Madagascar did not go through. He was redirected to the Philippines, and the Philippines. Um, it was really interesting because the Philippines became one of the revival hotspots for the United Pentecostal Church International. And Brother Denzel Richardson's work there was some of the it, it was it was some of the very uh, first efforts that uh, developed for that revival to take place. And not only was he involved in the seedbed of that great Philip, Philippine revival. But it really prepared him for Madagascar, uh, and the the just the logistics and the uh, culture of the Philippines very similar to that of Madagascar. And so he didn't know it, but he was being trained up in that field for the field that he really desired. And so after being there, I think he was there for five years in the Philippines. He went then to Madagascar. He reapplied to go to Madagascar, and this time it was approved. He goes to Madagascar, and man, I, the, the story of him going to Madagascar, uh, uh, Brother Chris and Sister Paula Richardson were sharing some of those details with us, is fascinating. He's about my age. He's about 44 years old, and he and Sister Richardson uh, step off the plane, I think it was 1969 by the time they actually got to Madagascar, step off the plane. They don't know anybody. They don't know the language. They don't know where they're going. They don't know anything about this island. And he asked to be taken to a hotel. There were about two hotels in Madagascar at that time. Wow. And it was a very remote island. It was it was undeveloped in many ways. And so he he lands, goes to a hotel with his wife, and they are they are launching this this work and he, the way that he began his ministry there was by going around with, with tracks asking if anybody spoke English. Mm. And when he found somebody who spoke English, he started with them, preached the word of God to them. They came to the Lord and, and then the work grew. It's estimated that there are about 250,000 apostolic Pentecostal people in the nation of Madagascar today. I preached to 20,000 of them on the the Sunday that I was there. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't, 1969 wasn't a long time ago, but the the gospel has has spread like like a prairie fire through the nation of Madagascar. And they will the people oh my goodness to be with them is is such a blessing because of their sincerity their their worship oh my goodness but the chris green was there and he made a great statement he said uh, when i get to heaven i want to ask the lord can the malagasy people of madagascar 
lead us in worship. Yeah. <laughs> because their worship is so pure and it's so uh, joyful. And uh, that was a great blessing to be a part of that. Uh, Brother David Elms from the Cathedral of Pentecost in Fort Lauderdale was there. Brother Dylan Morgan uh, was there. Uh, Brother uh, Riley Martin and uh, so many others. I, I hesitate to mention names because I don't want to leave anybody out. But there were there were a number of ministers there that that preached. Brother Tyler Ritchie from East Wind uh, ministered. That was in Madagascar in South Africa. That same uh, group, with the exception of a couple of them, and then Brother Charles Robinette uh, was there in South Africa. And uh, in South Africa, we had 308 people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. In Madagascar, we had 2,730 people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And on the Sunday morning, we had 1,215 in one service. And so to see the, the, the Spirit of God move in these places. South Africa, too, um, one of the things that blessed me so much was getting to really interact with the people that Sister Nona Freeman, Brother E.L. Freeman, Brother David Eichard, some of these great missionaries that took the gospel to South Africa. Sister Carrie Eastridge, who was Sister Nona Freeman's mother. I'm meeting families that came to God in under those ministries. Yeah. And to me, that that always fascinates me. How how does the gospel spread? Who takes it into the four corners of the earth? We could be sowing a seed right now in this podcast that could be landing in the heart of a person living somewhere in the world, watching from somewhere in the world, and it inspired them to become a missionary. That's how the gospel works. And you don't know until you reach heaven, just how far it traveled. I want to tell you, there is nothing that you do for the Lord that is too small, that you need to realize everything you do for God is good, and it, and it, and it travels far and wide yeah. and reaches to the uttermost parts of the earth. And I think that for me, that was one of the great things that I just relished by being over there was seeing the work that so many missionaries and so many uh, just laborers for the Lord, the work that they poured into these nations, seeing the fruit of that multiple generations later, that blessed me. And it, and it does bless me. It always blesses me. And it inspires me yeah. to, to put my hand to the plow and uh, and continue doing the work of God. Yeah, if there is uh, if there is somebody um, who feels a, a call to missions, mm-hmm. or uh, maybe a young person looking at a, an AYC, an Apostolic Youth Corps trip, uh, a short term mission trip, do you have any any word of advice for uh, someone who's about to go overseas? Because it is it is different mm-hmm. than here in the states. Um, do you have any any advice for them? Well, I'll tell you this: um, we are a, a missions organization. Right. Uh, it's our purpose in existing we, to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the whole world, the whole gospel to the whole world by the whole church. That's our purpose, um, and 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 so I want to commend young people who are looking into missions, who are preparing to go. Uh, into missions, 
open up your heart and let let the Lord speak to you. Um, when I think of some of the ways that God makes it happen, one plants, another waters, and God gives the increase. For my father-in-law, Brother Arlie Enos, when he went into missions, he received his call to the mission field as a young person at the Illinois campground. Mm. And he received the Holy Ghost, and then he, he received a call of God to the mission field. And he knew as a, at a young age that he would be a missionary. He didn't know where, but fast forward to the mid-1960s, and I hear my mother-in-law and my father-in-law tell the story. They were a young couple. They were seeking God for their ministry and trying to be sensitive to where they might, might perform a mission work. And, and they, they tell the story of when they arrived at their home one day in Indianapolis, and they saw an envelope on the door knob of their house. And it was a little brown envelope. And it was devastating because they and their generation knew what was inside that envelope. Right. It was it was orders that he would be drafted into the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And it was terrifying because so many were being drafted and and not coming home. And and it felt like to a lot of people, it felt like a death sentence if that were if they were to receive that, and it was devastating to them. Their heart sank, and they, you know, uh, happy to serve their country, but it was such a, such a shock. Yeah. And and so, uh, but he goes into the military. He becomes a captain in the United States Army. He uh, serves honorably, and and uh, while he's while he's uh, being stationed in different points through the military. And, and then, of course, in Vietnam, he goes to Germany and is stationed there for a while, and he sees the need. And God crystallizes his call to the mission field. He realizes, oh, this is where God has called me, yeah. to the military that is spread throughout the world, particularly Europe and the Middle East. And so what seemed like such a shocking change of life being drafted into the into the hotbed of a war zone um, turned into the confirmation of the call he received as just a child and and it and then he spent 35 years he and sister Enos they spent 35 years just preaching the gospel teaching the saints developing and training leaders that have gone on from there. And all throughout the world, I run into people that yeah. were connected to the work they did in their missions work for 35 years. And so this, you know, so you may be listening to this uh, podcast today, and and if if this is the case for you, you're looking for a confirmation. I pray this will be a confirmation to sure. somebody that may be feeling a call to the mission field. We we need we need missionaries, and we need that call uh, to be to be confirmed and and for people to take it and go like like was done brother brother in brother Denzel Richardson's life mm-hmm. now his son brother Jerry Richardson took the work that he that brother Denzel Richardson uh started and uh and he expanded it and now brother Chris Richardson has been there 30 years and is doing such a wonderful job we saw healings we saw uh, we saw people healed 
uh, of uh, uh, one lady had a broken foot. One of the missionaries' wives had a broken foot that was going to require surgery because it healed incorrectly, and it was going to have to be broken again and reset. She was nine months along in her pregnancy, and she would have had to fly to South Africa to have this bone uh, re uh, surgically repaired. Right, and so it was a very difficult situation. She she was having really a hard time with it. The pain was uh, was really becoming intense, and to have a nine month pregnancy, she's going to have to have a baby, of course. And how do you do that one week, and then a couple of weeks later fly to South Africa to have this? very involved surgery on your foot where you're not going to be walking for a while. So Brother Richardson came to Brother Myers and I in the middle of the service on the last day, and he said, I believe God wants to heal her today. And man, we believed it too. Yeah, We laid hands on her, and the Lord did heal her. She mm. took that boot off, danced before the Lord. The pain was gone. Her foot was healed. Um, it was special. Yeah. We saw a lady in South Africa whose deaf ears, uh, deaf ear was opened, uh, up and uh, it, it's a beautiful thing to see miracles. It's a beautiful thing to see people filled with the Holy Ghost, and it's not just relegated to South Africa and Madagascar. It's for whosoever will. Yeah, if God's calling you, um, I, one of the at Youth Congress this year, Brother Anthony Mankin's mm-hmm. message. Uh, I loved that he just let the Lord uh, give a clarion call. Mm-hmm to young people who felt called into the ministry of preaching, the ministry of missions. And I'm, I believe that as time progresses, we're going to find, should the Lord tarry, we're going to find many people receive their call that night to go out into the, to the world preaching the gospel yeah. in, 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 in far-flung nations and remote islands. If if Madagascar just feels a million miles away and like a, a calling to missions just feels so foreign, <laughs> yes. play on words there. Yeah, uh, don't let it be. Right, you know it's it, there was it was it might seem like a big deal and it kind of is yeah. for a guy to be working here in Cincinnati with a coworker and be converted to the to the truth yes. and then just pick up his life and move to Madagascar. But if with God all things are possible, yeah, if that's something that the Lord is calling you into. Step into it. Yes, and and it's it's so it's so needed. Yes, yeah. and 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 the thing is, is that when God calls you, He gives you desire. Yeah, He gives you desire to do it. Because I, I mean, I I do look at what Brother Richardson did, and I think, my goodness, what kind of a resolve does that take? What kind of a courage and a faith does that take to step off of a plane in 1969 into a country nobody really had ever heard of in America? Very few. And to just grab it by the horns and wrestle, wrestle this the challenges, if you please, to the ground, so to yeah. speak, and and just begin winning souls and preaching the gospel. My goodness, that that's an amazing thing to consider. And and yet, when God calls you, He equips you, and He puts the desire in your heart to to do the call, to do the work. And it's like Jesus, he said, I must needs go. Yeah. I must needs go. And and that's what happens. You start to feel like I've got to go. I've got to do this. 
And it's beautiful to see the call acted upon because once it's acted upon, a, a divine principle goes into motion and God confirms his word with yeah. signs following. Yeah. Amen. Uh, if you're on the other side of that story today and you're maybe the Ernie Cox and you've taught somebody a exactly. Bible study and they picked up a move and you're like, I don't feel that call to a foreign land. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't let, I know this can happen sometimes accidentally. Um, we can pray for missionaries and those that are spreading the gospel and in lands that we may never visit. And it can feel so distant, right? Like it's not really real because it's out of sight and out of mind. And mm-hmm. where's the Philippines? I've never been there. That's a long flight. Madagascar, 17 hours. Is that, you know, it just, yeah. it feels so out there. It's real. Yes. And cover those, cover those missionaries and those ministers yes. in your prayers. If you, if you, if you know their names, call them out by name. Right. If you don't know their name, that's okay. Yeah. The, the, when you get into prayer, you get into Godspeed. And you can, you can get there and you can pray for them, pray for those missionaries, pray for the souls that have just been converted, pray for the souls that have yet to be converted and will come to know the Lord uh, in those four corners of the earth. Amen. Amen. And, and the simplicity of, of an Ernie Cox witnessing to a guy he works with, Denzel Richardson. Think about it. The simplicity of that, it can be overlooked and it can become understated. And, and, and yet that's Ananias. Exactly. It's it, exactly. It's yeah. the, it's the life blood of the church. It's the great commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. When he's witnessing to his coworker, he was really just trying to get the guy to come to church. He's trying to get the guy to receive the gospel. Little did he know mm-hmm. that God saw 250,000 people in Madagascar yeah. who were also going yeah. to receive the gospel from the simplicity of this personal witness. Yeah. And so nothing you do for Christ is in vain. No. And and all of it can travel uh, beyond the, the small nature of what you might be doing in the moment. God sees with God all things are possible and he sees the big picture. Yeah. He's going to do it. Amen. He is doing it. Amen. He has done it and we are believing him to continue working through all of us through myself through Pastor Urshan through yourself today as well. We love you. We thank God for you in this in this perpetual season of Thanksgiving. We give the Lord thanks for you. We pray God's blessings over your life today in Jesus name. 